This is Jocko Podcast number 377 with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. So, a while ago, we might have been say, back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) In the days. I gave some advice, a little advice to the boys in a certain situation. And I think this piece of advice that I gave, it's one of those pieces of advice, very simple piece of advice. Very simple piece of advice. And yet, if you follow this very simple piece of advice, your whole life will be in a much better place. Gold nugget. Now, I know that's a little arrogant, right? Mm. To sit here and be, say, tell you that I spewed some gold nugget sure. piece of advice, right? Yeah. But I think you might agree with me mm-hmm. when you hear this piece of advice that I gave uh, some people. And I've given it to other people over the years. Here's the Here's the... Very powerful piece of advice that will help you much in life. The piece of advice is don't do dumb shit. And I know it's not earthbreaking, right? I know it's not some ancient um, Western or Eastern philosophical statement. But let me ask you this How many people do you know? that have either negatively, significantly negatively impacted their lives or wrecked their lives either slowly over time or very quickly in some cases. How many people do you know that have really made a mess of their lives by doing dumb shit? I know a lot of them. And as I was, like I said, I was actually giving this advice to someone the other day, and I started thinking to myself, this is so obvious. Why would anyone do dumb shit? Why would you you do it? Mm -hmm. Literally. What are the reasons? And then I started thinking about actual reasons that cause people to do dumb shit, myself included. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll find some examples for Echo Charles. Mm But I thought, let's sit down, let me think about some of these things, and we can discuss some of the primary reasons for us to do dumb shit. And that way, maybe we can prevent some people, and that means me, and that means you, <laughs> from doing some dumb shit. Okay, first on my list, this one's real obvious. <clears throat> This one, this one is the winner by far. Mm-hmm. Alcohol. Look. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you take, if you take the SEAL teams, yeah. or just take the military in general, if you removed alcohol from the equation, there would be a lot less dumb shit going on. Mm-hmm. Look, we're still doing dumb shit. Yeah. But when I used to have guys get in trouble, 95% of the time, there was alcohol in five. Involved. Think about that. 95% of the time Mm. when a SEAL did some dumb shit, maybe 90%. 90% of the time, there was alcohol involved. Mm. They were doing some dumb shit. Think about high school, right? What goes on in high school? When people get in trouble in high school, Mm. probably 80%, maybe 70%. Well, you got that little little spike of... uh, rebelliousness that's going on in high school yeah. that doesn't require alcohol. Yeah. It doesn't totally. require the stupidity of alcohol. Yeah. College, when you see when you see like when something hits the news for college. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
there, there's alcohol involved. That might be 97%, right? The frat guy dies mm. from too much alcohol. The date rape thing happens because the guy's drunk, the girl's drunk, like it's just a disaster. The vandalism happens, the kid falls out the window drunk. Like you take all those college things, 97% alcohol's in the game. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, I would, that sounds right to me too. I mean, you're yes. more of the college yep. experience, experience than me. Yep, yep, yep. The military, like I said, and life in general. Life in general, this alcohol thing is just gonna lead to bad scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's gonna lead to you doing dumb shit. Some of it is, hey, you get pulled over by the cops, you, you, you might be in that mindset like, well, I'm fine, but you blow a, you know, point zero eight one or whatever. Yep. So you, now you're technically you're you're drunk. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. Guess what? You're out ten grand. You're maybe out your driver's license. You get in an accident with that. Now you're getting sued. Like it's just a total life turnaround in three seconds. Yep. Never mind if you're actually drunk and you do something dumb. Yep. You hit somebody. Whatever. That's terrible. You get in fights. I, I mean, you go to. Does, does, are there any fights in the supermarket, <laughs> right? There are occasionally. Yeah, not really though. Right, but not a lot, yeah. low percentage. Are there any fights on the, 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 uh, the boardwalk, like during the day on a Saturday? There can be, but there's not a lot. But what about Saturday night? Yeah. What changed? It's darker, yeah. but what really changed? <laughs> They put that. They put that booze. They put that whiskey in the scene. Everybody. Some people go crazy. By the way, some people alcohol makes them go crazy. Yeah. This is a legitimate thing. Yeah. Like I have friends. They're drinking. They're not gonna. They're actually not gonna do anything stupid. They're gonna go. They're gonna have a drink. It's no big deal. Yeah. I have some friends. When they drink alcohol, they're they're just gonna lose their mind. Yeah. They're gonna lose their mind. You have to watch. You have to put a a, a party of of warriors yeah. <laughs> to like keep them under control. Handlers. Handlers. Straight up. Yeah, oh, straight yeah. up. Yeah. So there you go. I uh, My boss in one of the nightclubs I worked at in Hawaii mm-hmm. didn't drink mm-hmm. or he told me he didn't drink. I said, oh, why not? You know, because I kind of was, it didn't compute. We mm-hmm. work in the nightclub or whatever. He's one of the few people. And he said, I'm a belligerent drunk. Oh, he knew it. He yeah. was self-aware. Yep, he totally was. But but what was more like what made an impact on me was the idea of being a belligerent drunk. Because he just said, I'm a belligerent drunk. So that, to me, how it came off to me was like, he knows and we all know about what a belligerent drunk is. Mm-hmm. Like someone who gets drunk and just wants to start stuff mm-hmm. on whatever scale. Hell you yeah. know, like I want to start, I'm going <laughs> to start a fight with my friend. I told you about an one argument. Of, I tell you about one buddy, like he was passed out on a high boy table. You know what that is? It's like, it's like a, a standing, like a standing table, yeah, but yeah, you can have bar. a tall stool yeah, yeah. or whatever. So he's kind of s- just passed out on that. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's. Oh, by the way, it's only like ten o'clock at night, and he's passed out <laughs> passed drunk. Out. We've been drinking since whenever. I mean, yeah. this is back in the day. Like Hell. we're just stupid. And and so, you know, I I meet some girls. And they're like, hey, let's go to this other bar. And I'm like, yeah, you know, back, this is back in the day. And uh, so I'm like, okay, we're gonna go to this other bar. So I wake him up, and I say, hey. Bro, hey, we're going to this other bar. He like stands up, looks at me. Look, he kind of looks normal. He takes two steps and he takes a swing at some <laughs> random dude that's walking away yep. or walking by him with yeah. his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He takes a swing at this guy. Yeah. I grab him and I get a hold of him and he's yelling. He's going, what did he do? 
Like that's what my that's what my friend is saying. He's going, yeah. "What did he do? What did he do?" I'm like, "He didn't do anything, man. He didn't do anything. It's okay." He's like, "What did he do?" And I get him outside, and meanwhile, the guy gets outside, mm. and as we get outside, the guy sees that I'm holding my buddy back, mm-hmm. and the guy looks at me, and goes, "Yeah, you better hold on to him." And I look at the guy and I go, "Hey, man, if you don't get out of here, I'm gonna let him go." And then mm-hmm. the dude just does like, well, he took off, bro. <laughs> he didn't want none of that. No. But that's that's th- that's animalistic behavior coming out. Yep. This is no judgment. Yeah. No judgment. Like his judgment is just. And by the way, this guy who's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. he didn't have a real. He was kind of a. a he's just going to take action type of bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Apparently, sober yeah. or not. Yeah. Like when he's sober, he might have like maybe two or three seconds of consideration yeah. before action. Yeah. And those are not long seconds. You know, he's considering maybe, <laughs> can I get killed right now, or can I get arrested? Is there a cop in the in the immediate twenty feet around me? No, yeah. I can get away with this. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But when alcohol is involved, there's no thought process whatsoever. Just just zero. I'm just going to do whatever pops into my head. Yeah. That's alcohol. So that's why I think you know that we. I think everybody's got a kind of joke like this of you know if it wasn't for alcohol. The Irish would rule the world. The seals would rule the world. You know, like mm-hmm. you say that about all these different cultures that the English would rule the world. Like alcohol will screw you up and yeah, make yeah. you do dumb shit. Oh yeah, you brought you brought up the um, judgment thing. Mm-hmm. You watched the movie Kingpin. Remember that one? The bowling movie. Bowling movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he said <laughs> he said something at some point where the guy you know he's trying to develop this new bowling talent, right? The Amish mm-hmm. dude. And then he said, uh, they did something and it failed. It was massive failure. And he's like, you said you could develop me into the next talent. And he was like, I've been hammered for the last, you know, 15 <laughs> years or whatever. So my judgment isn't all that good. And it kind of got me thinking where even if I'm at home by myself, in front of the computer, watching TV or whatever, like by myself, my judgment is not good. Mm. Drinking alcohol. Yeah. So like, and okay, so I'm going to admit this to you. So I'll do d- the dumb shit I do, which <laughs> thankfully doesn't have huge per- repercussions, but I'll get like an idea of, to do some cool <laughs> shit. There's <laughs> 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 like a handful of people that'll literally like vouch for this, this fact. <laughs> I'll get an idea and I'll be like, oh, that would be so cool if I like started doing this. Right. And I was like, who can I do that? Like who would, who would help me with this? Like who would bring some really cool shit to the table for this idea that I'm about to develop, that I just developed right now. So I'll text like Keenan Cornelius. <laughs> to, like whatever, that idea is dumb. It's a dumb idea. Yeah. But the fact is, my point is like judgment, judgment is, is just off. bad. Yeah, even it can literally seem like, bro, this is going to change like the whole trajectory of like what we're doing. Yeah. You know, like and it's this idea. <laughs> And then you wake up the next day, you see the text because it's like three in the morning. So the normal person is not going to text back at that time. So in the morning, I get the, the reply text. And, oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear this idea. You know, all this uh, stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, never mind about that yeah. idea. But it happens a lot. <laughs> Even if the kind like and I'm the kind where I'll know, like if I was drinking or whatever, I'll know like, hey, like sometimes I do come up with bad ideas. So I understand. So but I, so I'm going to be aware of that, you know, even though I know still, still Did, judgment, terrible. We have a thing in the SEAL teams where. Guys would be sitting around drinking, and they'd say like, "Oh, we were solving the world's problems." Yeah, right. Is that a common thing? Okay, yeah. It's very similar to what you're talking about. We were thinking, "Oh, you know, if we just did this, we did." And you're coming up with the dumbest solutions. Oh yeah. (laughs) And thank God you don't act on them or whatever they might be. Hopefully. Hopefully. But case in point, 
alcohol, big contributor to doing dumb shit. The, the, you said something about the, or when you mentioned the drunk, drunk, drinking and driving, mm-hmm. right? Where that one, so, okay, there's the kind where you drink a, a, like some, you drink some and you're like, maybe I'm over, maybe I'm not, but like, I for real feel I can, I can drive. Mm-hmm. It's no problem. Like mm-hmm. the risk, like it doesn't even seem like a risk. Yeah. A, that's the alcohol doing, telling you that. That's A. B, it is a risk, straight mm-hmm. up risk. And it's not a hard decision technically. It's and it's like, not hey, a small risk either. Yeah, huge. And so, but it's not like a hard decision. It's not like, oh my gosh, let me just weigh out these pros and cons and like, man, it's okay, you know, cons. okay, oh, bro, all cons, all of them. It's so easy, like so easy to tell, you know, we do it. Especially right. now with Uber. Yeah. I mean, for that. real, like Uber yeah. is just a problem solver. Yeah, fully. So mm-hmm. let's make sure, I guess, you know, when people do the, um, <clears throat> like the psychological or the psycho drugs, like yeah, psychedelic, psychedelic or psych- drugs or whatever. Yeah. They say, oh, you need to go to like a special, place, special <laughs> place to do where you won't. Right. Where you have you a know, coach. You don't do them at like Costco. Right? Right. <laughs> you're supposed to go to a no. place where you're not going to hurt anybody. You're not going to hurt yourself. It's you kind of need to set yourself up with alcohol, yeah. like that. I think that that's actually a good idea. Yeah, put yeah. yourself in this. Like, if you really feel the need, yeah. go to a situation yeah. where you're not going to be around. These these problems that are going to come because they're going to come. That sounds funny, but really, when you kind of think of it and ignore some of the social stuff, that's probably a good idea. A and B, when you really think, look at it kind of from that perspective, a bar and nightclub is the literal exact opposite. <laughs> so, you said let's have you in a responsible, safe area yeah. with a coach that can guide you through it. You know, maybe multiple coaches. You yeah. know, because this is a powerful drug and it's going to make you have feelings that you think are real, but they're not, and all this stuff. And that's true. But actually, you know what? Instead of that, let's do this. Let's put you in a place where you can get as much as you want. Literally, as much as as long as you don't pass out or start throwing up or whatever. You can you can have as much as you want as long as you can afford it. By the way, because we're going to charge you a little bit extra on that one. As much as you want. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put you in the vicinity of two things that are probably the most emotionally compelling things that a human being can do with. If you're a boy, it's girls <laughs> who are dressed up the best they can, by the way, and to look as, <laughs> let's say, uh, attractive as possible. <laughs> and a bunch of other guys who are out to do the same thing yeah. while, you know, to, to uh, compete with socially that you don't know and have no, like, you know, ties to it or whatever. Oh yeah, that's the perfect recipe for safety. I was I was talking to a friend of mine, this is a couple of years ago, and he had, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I was like, oh, what have you been up to? And, and he kind of told me what he'd been up to. And he said, yeah, you know, I, whatever, I got, you know, I got in trouble here, I got arrested there. I, and he said, you know, I was addicted to, I started using crack, or I started using coke, then I started using crack, then I started using, mat, like the whole nine yards. Yeah. And and as I'm talking to him, he goes, you know what the craziest thing is? He said, the craziest thing is the worst drug for me, he, when he, that's what he got arrested for. He goes, what I, the only thing I've been arrested for, he'd been to rehab and stuff for these other drugs. He said, the only thing I've actually been arrested for is when I drink alcohol. He goes, when I drink alcohol, I'm totally insane. And I can vouch for this. I've seen him drink alcohol and he is totally insane. Mm. And he said, is this craziest thing that the drug that makes me totally insane is the only one that I can walk down to the corner store and buy as much of it as I possibly want. He said, it's it's terrible. And that's a very good point. And the, the weird thing about it is, is that 
alcohol affects different people differently. I mean, for real, it does. Yeah. And so some people, that's why when I talk to like younger people, you don't know how it's gonna affect you. Yeah. And if you don't know, well, again, what's the risk that you're taking? The risk that you're taking is maybe this is just, you're one of those people that just goes freaking ape shit when you drink, yeah. when you drink this stuff. Yeah. And you get addicted to it the whole nine yards. Yeah. Even, and speaking of just setting yourself up at a minimum, like, oh, you're gonna go, well, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna drive down to the bar and ha- I might have a few drinks. Just don't drive there. Just get an Uber there. Yeah. Yep. You know, like put yourself, if you're smart, at least set yourself up for some kind of yeah. not being an idiot. Yeah, that's some legit mitigation right yeah. there, for sure. The the scary one, just one more ad, additional scary part of alcohol. And this is, this this is, it lands on people on different areas of the mm-hmm. spectrum here, but... What it does, so you know, you can think, and we all think sometimes, most of the time, anyway. Oh, I can drink, and like, I'll just, I'll just really monitor myself and mm-hmm. focus on monitoring myself. I won't do nothing dumb, right? I promise mm-hmm. to your wife or whoever. But what alcohol does is it literally makes bad ideas seem good, <laughs> like good idea. They they flip you over seem to good to have ideas. So much perfect personal experience <laughs> with that, bro. A lot of the reflection. You know, uh, we yes. we got asked on the underground. Somebody asked about alcohol and like well you know I, I feel like I should cut it down and I've been addicted like he, he had a big thing he said you know how, how, how can I do a better job of cutting it down yeah. and you know I basically said at the end of the, I kind of went around and I said listen man I, I just can't get behind it at all yeah. I just can't I just can't tell you that there's any positive way that you should be doing this just you shouldn't be doing it yeah. and I had several people reach out to me and say thanks for saying that because that's the right answer yeah. the right answer is you shouldn't be doing this and you just especially if you have any kind of you have a problem with it you shouldn't do it at all period end of story and look if you're one of those people that's lucky enough that you can have a few and it's okay and you like a glass of wine with dinner and all that stuff i get it and i'm not trying to uh say anything bad about you and i'm not trying to take take away your bottle of wine or your beer after a hard day work if if you can do that cool good for you but if you're one of those people that that glass of wine turns into a bottle of wine or that that two beers turns into eight, 12, you know, 24 beers, mm-hmm. that's not good and you shouldn't be doing it. And if you're one of those people that your judgment goes completely off the rails, yeah. you shouldn't be doing it. There's just other things you should do. So had to put that one as the number one, I would say for people between the ages of, you know, 16 and 35. Probably the number one cause of doing dumb shit, alcohol. So just yeah. be careful out there, people. Sure. Drugs. I had to list drugs too because obviously drugs are similar. I, you know, everything that we just said about alcohol, you can kind of say about drugs too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So alcohol, or sorry, drugs. I, I, I think I've told you this before. I had a, a friend that uh, he, he told he was, he did meth, and uh, he said. He just gotten out of jail. He did like seven years in jail for stealing and doing all kinds of stuff. And he was doing all this bad stuff because he was addicted to meth. And he said that the first time he ever tried meth, the very first time he ever tried meth, he said it was the only thing that he ever wanted to do for the rest of his life. He was like 100% totally addicted. And he started in his immediate family stealing everything that they had, then his grandma, then his granddad, then his aunt and uncle. He stole everything from his family, then everything from his friends. And then he went to a different city and did the same thing again and same thing again and same thing again until he finally ended up in a place where his luck ran out. He got caught and ended up doing seven years in prison. From one try of meth. Yeah. So... Drugs again, 
it's like the same thing. I just can't, I just can't. And you know you know how some people say they have an addictive personality? Yeah. And it's almost like a little bit of a, a humble brag. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I, I got an addictive personality. I sense the, that sometimes. The reason I said, I, I think I used to say that. For real. I used to be like, oh yeah, I kind of have an addictive personality. And I actually think I do not actually have an addictive personality. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like to do some things. Like I, I really like doing jujitsu. Yeah. You know, could I say, oh yeah, I'm kind of addicted to that, But it's not, it's not like running my life. Right. What, well, what does that mean? What do you, how do you interpret that when someone's like, I have an addictive Meaning. What do you think that means? Meaning, meaning, oh, you try alcohol, it makes you feel good. Yeah. You're now going to get as much as you can and you're not going to stop until something goes let's, bad. Let's say not even drug or alcohol, like just a per, if you have an addictive personality, you know. Yeah, I don't really, t- I don't know if there's even a technical term for it. I think but it's I like, feel like I used to say it. You know, when I was younger, like I kind of had almost like a humble brag. Yeah. And probably when I was like 30, I was like, actually, I don't think I have an addictive personality at all. Yeah. Like we would go on ships yeah. where you're not allowed to drink and I just wouldn't care at all. Right. You know, wouldn't care at all. It's like whatever. Yeah. Addictive personality to me strikes me as something where like if you like kind of get into something, mm-hmm. you know, some big thing, small thing, whatever, whatever you get into, you just go hard into in into that subject or activity. That's yeah. what it feels like it means, you know. Mm-hmm. And technically, I mean, in, in a way, kind of know some people like that, where it's like, oh, this, he's on this now, and he just spends like years just being into this every day, kind of a thing. Yep. It's, I can see it, but I think you're right, and I didn't really think about that, where it's yeah. like it's kind of a humble brag, yeah, yeah, as yeah. if to say, I just go hard. Yeah. If I get into something, I just go hard. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. You know, it's almost like saying, yeah, I'm kind of a, perf- a perfectionist. That that whole thing, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's sort of like, hey, I've got an addictive personality. You just gotta. Hey man, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, so I don't think I have that, mm-hmm. but I definitely know people that. Should I definitely? I know some people that went hard in these directions, yeah. various directions. Yeah. And you can also, you know, you hear about people that were drug addicts, and when they get done with drug addicts, they get off of them, and then they become like addicted to fitness. Yeah, you know what I mean. They just oh, you school. I I was a I was a alcoholic, and I started working out, and they just get addicted to that. Yeah, right? I started running marathons. I started what right. So the, though that's what I think. The when I think of addictive personality, yeah. it's someone that's just disregarding other parts of their life. Yeah, yeah. And they're just doing this thing. Yeah, that whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's alcohol, drugs. Okay, now the next one here that I was thinking about is. And a lot of these things are related, but these kind of instinctual or animalistic drives that we have as human beings. So these can make you do dumb things, right? So the you know you got food, right? You got the reproductive drive, sex. You've got the aggression, aggression. Like you have a natural, different levels, but a natural level of aggression mm-hmm. when. Uh, have you ever done a sport where something made you mad? Like the, you got frustrated with the sport mm-hmm. and you like hit. Like you get frustrated on the mats and you like hit the mats. Mm-hmm. Or you've seen someone like punch the, punch the wall mat after they get tapped, right? Yeah, yeah, fully, that's a thing. Or they get, uh, they get submitted or they get worked over on the mat and they start to get hostile. Yeah. Oh, wait, are you talking about just hostile in general or hostile towards the person both, or whatever? Both. Like, okay, general hostility. Like there's an aggression level that yeah, can come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, Gotcha. And so, so those are animalistic things, animalistic drives that we have that can make you do dumb things. And here's, a, to, to, to not go too crazy on an example, but you have an animalistic drive to eat food. So that can make you make bad decisions because if you get a freaking big ass uh, box of donuts in front of you, you have an instinct to eat those donuts. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah, and that's you know same thing with you know with uh, the sex drive that you have. You know, you could be in a situation where, like, oh, the animalistic part of you could just make you break down, and you're going to go. The aggression thing. You get into a scenario where you get backed into a corner. The animalistic thing is like, oh, I better protect myself. I bet you need to get aggressive right now. Yeah. Fear also can make you do things, which is an animalistic emotion, I guess, mm-hmm. is fear. Uh, and there's some animalistic things that are positive, too. Um, you know, being protective. Yeah. You know, like when, when a guy runs into a house or a, or a mom runs into a burning house to save their kid. Yeah. They're like oh, being yeah. animalistically protective. Yeah. You know, you hear about the bear protecting its cubs. Well, yeah. humans will do that too. It's oh, a positive yeah. thing. Yeah. But you have to pay attention to make sure that your animal instincts aren't making you do dumb shit. Yeah. Because they can. Yes, they can. <laughs> so. so. that You talked about the food thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I say this because this is probably very like prevalent and common. Where you know how you talk about fasting yep. and stuff like that. So some people they might not be ready for that hunger, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that too. Where if you're not ready for that hunger, or actually forget fasting. What if you just didn't eat today because you didn't have time or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You just not you, just a normal person, and then you then you get home. <laughs> okay, let's just say it, me. All right, so I get home and I'm hungry from because I missed lunch because I was doing whatever, and I get home and. You know, I'm like many people where I pay attention to what I eat. I'm not just like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, there's a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. But, you know, like, so I pay attention and try to, you know, I'd be, I'm thoughtful. Deliberate. But, yeah, deliberate. deliberate yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if I'm hungry, though, super hungry, like, let's say eight hours, no food. Like, that's hunger, mm-hmm. you know, Um, in my opinion. But. I'll go home and then if I see some like candy walnuts cruising over there or some <laughs> chips like over there or whatever, like I'll get into them, you know, when I, when I didn't have any plan to do that, yeah. that wasn't part of any program. It wasn't part of even my plan, yeah. you know, but I will be way more thoughtless of what I eat when you're hungry, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, no, 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 dinner's coming out right now. Oh, it's still pulling me toward, you know, yeah. the, so that can kind of like make you go into that spiral, that animalistic like yeah, totally. spiral, you know? So you, that's, that's why this is on the list, man. Bro, you gotta, gotta make you, you gotta do gotta dumb shit. Out. You gotta watch out. And really this is, and this kind of goes for this whole list. I'll call like everything, even stuff that'll seem real obvious to some people. Part of the problem, or if not a significant part of the problem is that you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're not like, you lost focus for one second. Yep. And you just let the animalistic whatever kind of take over, yep. you know, the, like the momentum of the, what, you know, your whole thing, whatever you're doing, even the alcohol thing, you know, you say, and I know you're going to talk about this where peer pressure, mm-hmm. right? Where peer pressure doesn't come in, in ways like how you see on the old school eighties, nineties commercials where it's like, come on, don't be a chicken. It doesn't always come like that. You know, it comes in like a lot of subtle ways that just sort of you're going forward in life and the peer pressures nudges you right to the side. Mm-hmm. Like why would anyone see? And I, and this is no, I'm not like judging or nothing. Anyone who does this, but why would anyone ever smoke a cigarette? Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason ever, especially now ever to smoke cigarettes, but why do people smoke cigarettes? There should be not one single human being technically or in America, technically, who should start smoking. Yeah, should be zero. Like w- that decision-making process is polluted by this peer pressure, by by something. It's mm-hmm. polluted by something distracting their decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Which so, and that's why I don't judge, because let's face it. You know, uh, I, I've said this about alcohol too, back in the day, you know, if you wanted to prove that you were kind of willing to sacrifice for the team, yeah. 
and that you were tough, one of the ways you could do that is like, oh, watch how much I can drink, watch how much I can abuse my own body and then still go on, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. You see somebody in this day and age, if, if you were if you were gonna make a decision to make to smoke cigarettes, it's literally a way of saying, hey, look, I don't care about anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care about my own health. Mm-hmm. That's how much I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a statement. Yeah. I think if you were gonna be, that, that would be the only reason where I think someone would go, oh yeah, look at me, I don't even care. <laughs> this is horrible for me. I can get a horrible disease and I'm just over here smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Posty, right? Yeah. Post Malone just out there singing and and freaking smoking a cigarette. Yeah. It's a bummer. He must yeah. be addicted to the cigarettes though, huh? Yeah, and and to me this is all real. This is this is this is real life. This is this isn't like, oh you guys are so dumb. It's like, no, no, no. It's it's actually pretty obvious. Like I see exactly why that's going on because I've been peer pressured into doing so much dumb stuff. <laughs> where as an adult, they'll be like, Hey, did you do this? And then to say yes is actually embarrassing, even though it's something that like plenty of young people do or whatever. There's a lot of stuff that go like that and go like that, yeah. you know, that we've all done or whatever. So hey, th- that's just one of them. So whatever, mm-hmm. do what you dig. But when you really stop and think, which I was going to say this earlier, where a lot of this, it's crazy how it goes back to all these simple, simple terms, you know, back when you're like five years old, when your teacher telling you, hey, don't do dumb stuff. Okay, cool. I won't. Hey, stop and think. We all hear that. Just stop and think, right? So look, if you just stop and think before you're about to smoke your first cigarette, stop and think, and then make a conscious decision, you'd be like, oh, wait, I'm probably not going to smoke that cigarette. Yeah. Which goes back to this very simple piece of advice. Yep. <laughs> That's why this simple piece of advice is powerful. Yes, sir. Uh, so there you go. And, and you know what? You're going to see like a lot of these things are tied together. For instance, when you drink alcohol, your animalistic nature is more apt, it's closer to the surface. Yeah. That's why we're fighting more. Yep. You know, like that's why, that's why you get done with a night of drinking and you swing by that pizzeria. <laughs> you know, you're like, give me that triple cheese, right? <laughs> give me the triple cheese. You yes, know, sir. stack it up. Yep. Man, when I was in True. Guam, mm-hmm. my first deployment, we would like drink, and then there was this freaking uh, like 24 hour gas station food mart. Yeah. And they had these microwavable rib sandwiches. And I would literally get five of them and just sit there and eat them at four o'clock in the morning. Boneless? There's, yeah. Just a boneless, but it's like a McRib sandwich yeah, yeah, yeah. that you threw in the microwave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's probably nothing worse you could eat as a human. I know. You know, but Dang. five, four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, Get it. hungry. Yeah. Let's eat this crap. Yep. So, there you go. Uh, watch out for that. This next one, this one, you know, this next one's really obviously very, very, very clear, very prominent. Um, that's our ego. Pro- could be. As far as internally, as far as who we are, you know, take away the external uh, drugs and alcohol, ego is going to be a huge problem. It's We do so many dumb things because of our ego. And what's interesting is you start seeing the thread between the ego and sort of your animalistic drives. There's a connection, mm-hmm. right? There's a connection between aggression. You know, when, when you get in my face, we're in a bar yeah. or, or, or in the supermarket, it doesn't really matter. You, you get in my face. You steal my cart, yep. right? Hell yeah! And I get mad, and but and I might get mad, or I might be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" But then you say, "What are you going to do about it?" You just you just attack my ego. Yeah. Now I might do some dumb shit. Yeah. Because let's face it, what am I going to get out of fighting you in the in the Vons parking lot? <laughs> what am I going to get out of that? I'm I'm not going to get anything out of it. In yep. fact, there's 
almost no good outcome. Yeah. At a minimum, I skinned my, I broke a finger or skinned my knee mm-hmm. or, I mean, at a maximum, I get killed, right? You st- you, you shank me yeah. with a freaking uh, uh, a butter knife, a sharpened sure. butter knife, yeah. or you shoot me because you got concealed carry. Yeah. Like, what, what, so what's happening? That's an ego situation. So how many times are we doing dumb shit because our ego is getting in the way and driving our decision-making process? Again, this is something we talk about all the time from a leadership perspective. Of course, oh, Echo's got a plan and I've got my plan and I think my plan's better and my ego gets in the way. That's cool. We get that. But as far as just on an individual human being level, how much dumb stuff are you doing because your ego gets in the way? And, and the, the answer is a ton. That's the answer. Everything from an animalistic fight because your ego gets in the way to, you know, you're talking to your wife and she says something that offends your ego, so what do you do? You snap back, or cl- what do you say, snap back or clap back? I, I think it might be both. I'm okay, sure. you get aggressive back at her. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're escalating the situation. Mm. Now instead of going out for dinner and having a nice Friday night, everything's a disaster. <laughs> you're doing dumb stuff because your ego. What about your, you know, you're out with your buddies, you're 16 years old, and it's time to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna jump off this thing. We're gonna dive over that thing. We're gonna throw things at this vehicle. Like we're gonna get do troublesome stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know it's not smart. Then someone's like, "Oh, what are you a wimp?" But they, your ego gets offended. Yeah. Now what are you gonna do? Oh, yeah. watch this. I'm gonna prove it. So we do dumb shit because of our ego. Put it in check. Yeah. Now it's not just a leadership thing. It's a life thing. It's a life thing. Even this, even a lot of that peer pressure, peer pressure, they use ego as part of peer pressure. Oh, what do you think, you're too good? No, I'll do this too. Mm-hmm. Boom, next thing you know, give me, pass me the cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid. Um, anything else on ego? Yeah, that you said, um, you mentioned the thing with your wife where it's like instead of a nice night out at dinner, things <laughs> are a disaster, yeah. So it's a, like you're, Literally talking from a detached perspective because currently you're not in an argument with your wife yep. or going out to dinner, by the way. So, but that's such a like, it makes it so clear when you point it out, right? So if you can even tell that that to yourself in 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 your mind, like, oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You want to go out to dinner and have a good time or you want to be in an argument with your wife for an indefinite amount of time? Because your ego is a weird thing. Worse than alcohol. could be worse than alcohol, by the way, but that's a side note. Um, so you ever watch, you watch Training Day? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he would say this. <laughs> he would say, he would do that, what you just did. He'd be like, hey, you want to go to jail? You want to go home? And it puts you into that perspective where it's like, hmm, let me think. Because we, you know, we all, even if we've never been to jail, we can kind of imagine what it's like to be in jail. Mm-hmm. And you're usually there for kind of long, mm-hmm. regardless if you're getting sentenced or not. You're getting held in jail. You're not there for a second. You know, you're there for, it's, it's a shitty day. Right. Or you want to go home. We all know what it feels like to be home. Mm-hmm. You put those th- two thoughts in your mind. And you're like, oh, I want to go home. What's the scenario where he sets this up? Uh, well, th- the first one is. Is he two, talking to a perpetrators? Yeah, okay. the first one was. And then um, and then he said, uh, I forget the second one he said it. And then Jake, the other guy, said it to him, too, mm-hmm. at the end or whatever. But it was like a kind of a recurring yeah. thing. But, yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, you want to go to jail? You want to go home? Mm-hmm. Oh, he said it to Snoop Dogg. That was the second one, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. I felt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, check. So there you go. Watch out for your ego. Let's face it, your ego. I'm get. I'm once you internal forces. Ego is number one. 
I think you're right. And yeah. I think it's actually just as bad as alcohol, if not worse, because like I think it might be worse because it's internal. But when you think about it, think about the effects, the po- potential effects. Some people, I get it, where they can drink alcohol or have an ego. They can kind of, they'll do, it'll do some damage. Mm-hmm. Sure, better to not have it. Sure, technically, but no, no huge harm, no huge fall uh, with alcohol and ego. But ego can literally ruin a relationship many relationships with critical people like your family or whatever, just ego. Yeah, well, you know what's what's messed up about ego is, you know, you wake up from the dumb decision that you made when you were drunk, and at least you get to say, hey, I'm sorry, that, you know, Jack, I was right, drunk. That's what I was you gonna can, say, at least and, and, and look, we're not, you have to take ownership of the fact that you were dumb enough to get drunk, yeah. but if your buddy does something when they're drunk, and you wake up in the morning and you're like, dude, they're like, bro, you're so drunk, and you're yeah. kind of like, you get it, right. but if they're just doing it consciously yeah. without any impairment, mm-hmm. and it's because their ego, it's like they have no control over that. Just means bro. that they're just bad. It's exactly right. It's <laughs> part of your personality, bro. Yeah. So it's like, like Jocko was drunk. He told me like that he, he never really liked me. Or I don't know some, something <laughs> that was like, bro, like, was it kind of hurt us. <laughs> 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 and then he can come back the next day and you'll feel the guilt and be like, hey, I was drunk and like yeah. freaking my judge. Like, I don't even know why. You can apologize, really bring up the alcohol thing. And I can be like, I'll see, I could see it. I'd be yeah. like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I've known, I've, I've had plenty of friends that did dumb stuff oh, yeah. when they were drunk. And I was like, bro. Yeah. yeah and, but forgiveness is very yeah. easy. Yeah. And you might be weary next time they start drinking. You're yeah. like, okay, you know, you're yeah. going to be dumb again. But when it's your ego, it's like, bro, that's not some external alcohol. Yeah. That's part of who you are, bro. So you got to yeah. watch out. What about when you eat? What about when alcohol unleashes the ego too? Oh, damn the double win. You know, that's freaking ridiculous. That's rough. And that then you go, even though they're they're like, oh, I'm drunk, you're like, Yeah, but that was what well, they There's t- some the truth serum. Yeah, right? Yeah. The truth serum's coming out. Yeah. Then even that though, it's like again, there's levels to it, which you know, obviously, but that is a real thing when the ego comes out. Actually, that's pretty common right there. Like, fuck, I'm so like because <laughs> it can be some benign egotistical stuff you can say. Mm-hmm. Like stuff that's like if you could see yourself, you'd be embarrassed, but hey, man, you're not hurting my feelings, so carry on, brother. Wait, say that again? What's this for? So if you're drunk and your ego comes out, uh-huh. you know, start bragging about yourself, all the cool stuff that you did and mm-hmm. how awesome you are or whatever. Come on, bro. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> Some people do that kind of stuff. But that doesn't necessarily hurt anyone's feelings or nothing. You know, you didn't, like, do any kind of betrayal type stuff or, like, flip out on your girlfriend or hit her or nothing like that. Like, it's benign, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, like, people can be like, yeah, you sounded dumb, mm-hmm. but you're sober now, so whatever. Like, you didn't ruin our relationship, you know. Check. But it's still real nonetheless. All right, watch out for your ego. Uh, next category. It's actually a pretty big category. The category is called emotions. And look, we, we start looking at dumb shit that we did. Like, how many freaking males between the ages of 16 and 25 have broken their hand punching a wall when they were mad? <laughs> have broken their car window, have mm. broken their mirror, have mm. put a hole in the drywall? Mm. How many guys have done that? Like, it's a big number. Yeah. It's a big, big number. So, anger, it's real obvious. Your emotion gets out of je- getting jealous. Mm. People do. I mean, let's face it. People murder people when they're jealous. Yeah. They they kill other people and go to and kill themselves and like it's just uh, terrible. Yeah. The anxiety. You know, you people are making bad decisions because they're they're totally nervous about what's happening and it, yeah. it prevents them from moving forward. Guilt. Now, you know, there's some of these things. Look, a certain level of guilt 
and shame, like those type of things. Yeah. There's certain certain reasons why those things keep you in line a little bit. Yeah, you anxiety. Know, like, too. like, oh, like Echo's got it. Echo's supposed to be moving today, but and I was gonna help him, but you know what? Uh, I'd rather. Uh, you know what? I feel guilty. I go help him move. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. There's a certain level of this stuff that's okay, but it can also, if it's taken too far, can be bad. Envy, same thing. Uh, just getting in that point of sadness or depression where you don't feel like anything is worth anything and now you do something stupid. So emotions can can make you do some dumb things. And and what's tricky about emotions is no one, well, I don't know what to say no one. It's very difficult for someone to be able to externally show you that the emotions that you're feeling are not worth the decisions that you're making. You know, I mean, um, telling someone that just got dumped by their girlfriend, just got dumped by their boyfriend that like, hey, listen, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You won't even remember that person. You know, you're in you're in 10th grade. By the time you're 23, you will not remember this person's name, but Mm -hmm. you can't tell them that Mm -hmm. you can't. They're just emotionally wrapped up. They got the 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 anger, the sadness, the it's all in there and they might do dumb stuff. So teaching people as early as you can to be able to control their emotions, and I don't even want to say control your emotions, but but imagine being able to harness and not be at the whim of your emotions. Like surfing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't just learn, you don't learn to stop waves from coming. Mm-hmm. You learn to ride the waves mm-hmm. and not let them smash you into the rocks. That's what you learn to do. So learning like, oh, there's some big emotions coming through me right now. I don't want to let those things push me into the rocks or let them hold me underwater. Mm. I want to be able to ride them mm. and use them and not get abused by them. Mm. P- pretty simple, straightforward concept. Mm. But very difficult, especially, you know, uh, let's face it. When you're, a, when you're a toddler, they have no emotional control. Yeah. You know, someone takes their rattle, they start screaming, <laughs> right? They start crying, rattle. right? The little rattle, yep. right? It's hard. And then as you get older, you you should get more and more control over your emotions. Yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. If you might not let, you might ha- still have things happen where you don't get control of your emotions. So the more you can explain that to people, the more you can explain like, hey, this is not a good idea. Hey. This is your emotions right now, which is real. Look, if, if you were freaking mad about something, I was like, hey, Echo, you're just getting emotional. You're not going to be happy. It's going to make you more emotional, actually. That's why I have in leadership strategy and tactics, you know, the whole idea of reflect and diminish. Like, you got to show you that I understand your emotions, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But don't let your emotions drive your decision making process. That's it. That one, since it's a part of your natural self emotions. It kind of seems like, and I'm not a psychologist, you know this about me, It's, but it does seem like, <laughs> but it does seem like, this, since it's part of your natural self, you kind of got to train that. 100%. Like alcohol, you don't have to train. You just don't drink mm-hmm. alcohol, simply make the decision. But emotions, like you got to kind of train that. Like you mentioned the surfing. Yeah. Like try to throw someone in me, you know, you know me, I have a snowboarding background. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of the same deal. Throw them on a wave. Bro, they're going to be flipping out. Yeah. They're going to be fighting the wave all day. Yeah. 
you know, spread, even going, you know, like uh, I'm teaching my son to go under the wave, mm-hmm. right? It's, when they get big, it doesn't matter how big the wave is. You go under, mm-hmm. no, no factor, you know? Mm-hmm. But people don't be like, hey, the wave's going to smash me. Why would I go down there and get smashed? It's like that's the intuitive thing mm-hmm. or whatever. But the more you do it, the more you're like, oh, here comes a big wave. Oh, they, the, my automatic thing is to go underneath, mm-hmm. right, after you train or if you have that experience for a while. But emotion, and so emotion is kind of that same thing where especially if you can detach word I learned if you can detach and really identify oh I'm feeling this emotion mm-hmm. right now then bro it it creates that perfect filter of emotions and behavior you yeah. can still feel it yeah bro try get a little only like oh, try get not enough sleep and deal with like a five-year-old who's determined doing something mm-hmm. bro that'll be the test but and I've done that I say that because <laughs> I've done that before and I I've found myself oh I'm feeling super frustrated with this kid right now super frustrated yeah. But I'm identifying, I can like see it almost like yeah. from a detached and I'm like, I won't flip out on them because right. it's like, I'm not going to make the decision right now to flip out them. It's like perfect. It's that perfect filter, you know? But yeah, you got to train that though. Because let's face it, if you like, if you're one of these people who flips out all the time and you don't like mentally address it, mm-hmm. you're just going to flip out all the time. Mm-hmm. That's just how. Yeah. And there's adults that flip out. Yes, sir. There is. It's freaking terrible. And but what's really terrible is, you know, if I get angry. If you and I work together and when something's not going my way, I get angry and you just kind of like back down because you don't want to, you don't want the drama. Yeah. I guess what I just learned. That works. My anger is good. My temper is good. And, or if you're, you know, if I got, if I got my wife and I see that every time I get sad, she kind of like doesn't want me to be sad. So she kind of capitulates to my ideas. Now all of a sudden I'm getting reinforced that my little emotions will help me win. Bro, that's a good, that's such a or, good Or your wife advice. can do that to you, you yeah, know, like, yeah. oh, uh, you know. Yeah. Instead of just being like, okay, these are just emotions. I'm not gonna, yeah. we're not gonna, we're not gonna deal in emotions. Yeah. Look, and this, once again, this doesn't mean you can ignore emotions. If your wife's sad about something, you can be like, hey, quit getting emotional, <laughs> right? Doesn't yeah. work. Emotional. But no, put them in the calculus, but don't let them be the, the main force behind your decisions not going to go good. I mean, it's as simple as like when you go to the sh- when you go to the grocery store when you're really hungry. Yes, dude, you're making all kinds oh, of emotional yeah. decisions. <laughs> you yes, come sir. out of there, you got <laughs> freaking all kinds of food. I just went up on a, on a trip, and we were going we were going to be on the house. We we're going to be in this house for like four days. Yeah, and we left early in the morning, and then we drove and blah blah blah. And by the time we stopped at the grocery store, I was catabolic. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like yes, I, was, yes, bro, I, do. I was in there buying all we had enough food for a month not yeah. real but we probably had enough food for two weeks yeah and we were in this we were in the house for five days yeah at the end i was like dude i'm an idiot as a matter of fact as soon as i ate yep. we got to the house i ate and i was like dude how am i gonna eat all this we got i've been eating <laughs> i've been eating that that mozzarella with the very good uh pepperoni no mozzarella around. no mozzarella Fresh mozzarella with basil. Oh yeah, the tomato and, and the oil. And I don't like the tomato, but I put the oil and the balsamic vinegar mm. on it. And um, I got like so much of that. Oh, I had yeah. enough for weeks. Oh yeah. And I did. I think I had one serving of it. So that's emotional decision. It, it's fact. It's funny because I everyone knows that, but until right now. It's it's emotional decision. It's also the uh, the animalistic drive. You're like, yeah. oh, food. Yeah, yeah. I need as much as I can. I need to hoard as much as I can. Yeah. Making bad decisions. Yep. <laughs> Did you get chips? No. I feel like chips always sneak in there when you're hungry. Uh, yeah. Are you not into it, chips? Or no, what? no, no. I'm I'm definitely. I'll I'll eat chips. I mean, it, it, chips taste delicious. Let me say that. 
Bro, it's so Let's true. When you're like, right when you eat something, you immediately figure out all the dumb stuff you just bought. <laughs> it's so true, bro. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, oh we God. got to the house, unpacked. And you know what the thing is? If I would have had a mulk just before I walked in there, I'd have been good to go. Bro, it helps. It would be good to go. Didn't do it. Bro, the, uh, Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. Those peanut butter ones? Oh, yeah, um, no problem. I eat the whole box. No problem. There's no factor. No factor. <sighs> have a mulk. Intervene. Uh, so there you go. That's kind of a combination, animalistic, emotions, the whole nine yards. Next one, peer pressure. We kind of brought this up already. You'll do some dumb shit because of peer pressure. Yeah. Hey, like you said, sure, there's a peer pressure that's like, come on, what are you, a wimp? There's that. There's also the subliminal peer pressure yeah. where everyone's doing what the, what's happening and they're kind of giving you just a look. They're not even saying anything. They're just looking at you. Mm-hmm. That peer pressure can make you do some dumb shit. Yeah. Lack of confidence yeah. is makes you more susceptible to peer pressure. The other thing that you gotta remember with peer pressure is you think everyone's looking at you. Yeah. They're actually not. It's actually not that big of a deal, right? You think like, oh, everyone's watching me, everyone's gonna wonder if I'm gonna smoke this or I'm gonna do this. Eh, actually, no one really cares. And the other thing is, there's a level of respect when you hold the line. And you have the confidence to be like, no, 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 I'm not doing that tonight. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that stupid. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to say I'm stupid because now you're getting in an argument, you're causing problems, but just be like, no, no, I don't, you know, no, I don't drink. Yeah. No, I'm not drinking tonight. Yeah. They like the crabs in the bucket though. Mm-hmm. They like to drag you in there. They like to put that drink in your hand. Do you remember the first time you tried drinking? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But not really specifically. Yeah. I'd have to think through that. I'd have to think through that. The first time I tried to drink as like, I think as a kid, I'd like try a like a sip of beer. What does that taste like? But I remember the first time I like took a drink, mm-hmm. you know, like it was like straight up peer pressure. I didn't start drinking, mm-hmm. but it was straight up. Like there was like two guys, they snuck in, which is weird because our school was pretty like good. It was mm-hmm. a tame school, mm-hmm. but they snuck in a thing of Crown Royal. I remember because it mm-hmm. had that bag on it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, come, look, come, come, come. And one guy was one year younger than me. Uh, two guys were one year older than me. And they were like, they were like, oh, yeah, here. And they're dr- and I was just sort of there because they were my friends. But mm-hmm. I didn't drink. I didn't want to drink. Nothing. Like it, w- it didn't affect me at all. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, here, here, you want some? And I was like, no, no, thanks. And I knew everyone knew that I wasn't into drinking or whatever. And. They go, oh, yeah, that's okay. And then I looked over. I remember this, this guy's name is Owen. He he had a, he looked at me. I don't think he even meant to. He looked at me kind of like, oh, like, dang, like, that's okay. It's okay. Like, almost like he felt sorry for mm-hmm. me, you know? Like, you look stupid right now, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, kind of like, almost like he felt sorry for me. But it was full on, like, almost like unintended peer pressure. Mm-hmm. So he, like, gave me the same. I kind of looked up to him because he, he could bench a lot and stuff like that. And then so I was like, oh, give me it. I'll try it or whatever. And I like tried it. Uh, He's like, oh, it's warmer. And he was happy after that, you yeah. know? So I was like, that was full on. That's what that, 100%. That's what that was. Trip, yeah, I, I didn't start drinking until I got in the teams. And for me, it wasn't like a, it, I kind of made a conscious decision. Like, oh, that's kind of what we're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was, okay, that's that's what's happening. Yeah. That's that's what we do. So, cool. So technically, that's peer pressure too, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it wasn't like a, it wasn't this overt thing like, come on, right. Jocko, you need to. No, no one said that to me. I was like, okay, yeah. looks like we're drinking. I've never really done this before, so let's rock and roll. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, oh, we're going hard? Cool. 
yeah. pass me another one. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's my my son was a little kid. I'm talking like maybe five or six. Yeah, probably five, like little. Mm. And you know, I had a couple of the boys over. Whatever we were having some beers. Hell yeah. And my son was like, you know, he kind of like like he wanted to try some, and I was like, cool. I'll teach him not to drink right now because you know beer doesn't taste good to a little kid. Mm-hmm. So I hand him a freaking rolling rock and he like takes a sip and then just like within two seconds just like just start trying to chug the whole thing like he took a sip calculated and then just boom like right back up and starts trying to try to grab it away from him like dude what are you doing i did not expect him to freaking go hard like that yeah like a little kid yeah there's a dude on instagram that that he's an australian dude and he just like he just drinks beer. He gets. He does this technique where he like spins yeah, you it. Yeah, swirl it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he's and he just chugs beer. That's yeah. his whole thing. Yeah, there's a few of those. Yeah, that's crazy town right there. <laughs> It'd be in the morning. It could be in the afternoon. Yeah. It could be in the evening. He's just gonna slay a beer. Gotta I forget his name. Watch out. But See, he, he cracks me up. That's another know? form of peer pressure right there. For him? For what? For us? So. Actually, that technically it's not peer pressure, right? But it's like influence. It's like bad influence, you know? Yeah. It's like, it, oh, that's fun. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. It's quirky. It's, you yeah. know, it's, fun. it's not like, it's not like, the, remember the, the group? It was, I think I'm pretty sure it was just anti-smoking, but they would call themselves like truth. It would say truth at the end. Mm. It was like a bunch of anti-smoking ads. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And they'd do these crazy, like, yeah, like real morbid stunts. Yep, they'd yep. lay out a bunch of what looked like dead bodies mm-hmm. and be like, there's so many... People, you're killing every year, and it's all these body bags. Yeah. Anyway, they do that kind of. It's not like it was that. It's that this Australian guy's making it fun. Yeah, kind of like hey, like that. That's the kind of uh, behavior that elicits like copycat behavior. You know, like oh, oh let me sure. do it. You know, yeah. So it's like no, he looks like he's having a good time. Good old time. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Like because I've seen some guys in real life do that kind of stuff, and it's like oh damn, it's pretty interesting. And he's got you know he's kind of got the attitude that just makes it sound like he's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real. So. Um, uh, that's peer pressure, though. Yeah, but wait, you're back to your te- the teams. Yeah, that is peer pressure because you know, like you even said this, where peer pressure can be good if yeah. it's for good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you for know, sure. so that's like There's almost peer pressure in the teams. That's good. Yeah, they're like, dude, what are you? You're not, you know. Oh, I was also like, oh, we're running, like we're working out, like okay, that's what we're doing. Cool. Yeah. Oh, we're drinking. Cool. I, I was just on board for what we were doing. Like, bro, whatever was happening, yeah. I was on board. I wanted to be doing what we're doing, bro. Hundred percent. Look, right today. We trained today. Mm-hmm. You know, it was some good training today. Mm-hmm. It was the, um, you know, so Vic mm-hmm. texts me, or I talked to him on the phone mm-hmm. like three days ago. Yeah. And he's like, hey, we're going to train on Friday too. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Maybe put put it on the radar, mm-hmm. you know. And then he's like, oh, you're not going to come or whatever, all this stuff. So peer I'm like, no, no, no. I said, hey, maybe, you know, boom, peer pressure. That's number one. That's uh-huh. one step closer to the, to the persuasion. Uh-huh. He said, I'm going to text you tomorrow as a reminder. He does step two because he told me, text me. Now, if I don't show, I, I made a decision. Yeah. I didn't just forget about it like I do all the time. So, what was the closer? Bro, we know what the closer is. <laughs> <laughs> you, and this is actually the most influence I even told him this today, where you, when you text, you'll put like, if you're, sometimes you'll offer up some training. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, bro, if I'm into something, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to catch you next time or whatever. But sometimes you'll put, Hey, we're going to record after we, capital we, train. <laughs> you can't not go. At that point, it's like, hey, you got to shuffle some things around. I had plans to do squats. Yeah. So Trained you didn't do squats. Instead. Why didn't you do squats before? Prior to? Because I trained. Are you going to do squats after? 
Maybe. Maybe I'll do squats tonight. Maybe I'll do I will tomorrow. Say, I'm very, very yeah. excessively thankful that I worked out this morning yeah. and I don't have to go home and work out. Because yeah. that session that we just did, first of all, I was not having a good day. You know what I mean? Hard day. You know definitely. what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 was, I, I didn't want to go. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to go. Yeah. I didn't want to go. If yeah. there was a little uh, bell to ring, I would have been like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> you know? Of course, I'm not ringing it. But I didn't want to yeah. go. So I know, I'm already, yeah. so that's already going in there like, you already are, you know you're going to be hurting. Yeah. And then, you know, that mat right there, you're not having any easy rounds nope. at all. Nope. Zero easy Zero. rounds. Yeah. You're not even going to have, you're not really even going to have an easy 28 seconds. Yeah. You're not going to have an easy minute and a half. Yeah. Even when you're in between rounds, you're like breathing. Yeah, you gotta, you're focusing yeah. on recovery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that peer pressure it's can true. be a good thing. Yeah. It can also make you do some dumb shit. Exactly right. So peer pressure <laughs> technically is like that's not the, the the cat the um the bad guy in the scenario. It's the dumb shit. Mm-hmm. That's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack, right along in there is groupthink. Right, this is peer pressure, but it's like it's like amplified peer pressure. Is groupthink? This is where in a mob, this is somebody starts breaking shit, and you start breaking shit too. You start doing dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, Making decisions based on what everybody else is doing bad Then there's this whole genre of it of just doing Impulsive things and this is sort of a result of a bunch of different things that are happening, right? Some people are genetically impulsive by the way. Yeah, people have genetic impulsiveness Sometimes it's based on what's going on inside your brain for as far as a brain chemistry type scenario like dopamine can make you impulsive to do to get a little bit more dopamine right now, even though you know it's not smart. Yeah. I mean, look, that's what's taking over our minds right now with the uh, people that are on their social media on their phones. That's just dopamine. They know they're just impulsively swiping. Yeah. Their their brain is not even thinking about what's happening. They're just looking to the next freaking uh, reel, yeah, or whatever. So that impulsiveness is, and, and you know, some people have more self control. Look. I believe just like all of our traits, there's a certain amount of self-control that you have. You can improve it or you can let it get worse. But I recommend you try and improve it. I recommend you pause for seven seconds before, before you do something impulsive. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is when people impulsively buy. You ever <clears throat> said someone say it's an impulsive buy? Of course, impulse buy. Bro, that's impulse the whole buy, thing. That's a thing. Bro, yeah, well, you know, the supermarket is set up where that's yeah. part of the part of the funnel. It's a yeah. funnel. Straight you get up. to the counter. There's oh, yeah. a freaking chocolate bar. Impulse buy all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put little things that are gonna give you immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get something that's good. You're gonna get to eat in in nine more seconds. Yeah. yeah. Throw it in the register. Yep. Throw it in the self checkout. Beep beep. Impulse buy. <laughs> oh, so that, isn't that crazy that you can make dumb decisions? You can do dumb shit because you're just being impulsive. Yeah. What's the biggest impulse buy you've ever made? Biggest? Top oh, man. I don't know. Vehicle? No. No. House? Uh, thankfully, I'm very, um, what do you call What's the opposite of impulsive? Not uh, impulsive. Pragmatic. Deliberate. Deliberate. I'm I'd pretty say deliberate. deliberate with the buy stuff. Yeah. With the exception of the freaking uh, Reese's sticks. You rate mm. that before? But they're kind of like, you know what Kit Kats are? You <laughs> yeah, know Kit Kat, yeah. right? So it's like a Kit Kat, but a yeah. big, big, beefy version of Kit Kat with peanut butter, too. So this chocolate and peanut butter. I don't know if that would 
That Kit Kat, especially think about think about Kit Kats. I used to have them in the summertime yeah. from the concession stand, oh, yeah. and they were kept in a fridge, there so they go. were cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if you like Kit Kat, but you gotta like peanut butter too. I so do you know like Pete Reese's, butter. but is that like your jammy jam? No, no. I'm saying for me, a Kit Kat, just a cool Kit Kat in the yeah. in the summertime. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I, I don't need the peanut butter. I peanut butter is a warm thing to me. I think it provides but it's different. Yeah, to me, the, the and look, I'm not advocating for this because this, I'm just talking about impulse mm-hmm. spice straight up. <laughs> so reflecting on that, that being said, the Reese's Sticks to me is the best candy bar ever created, like kind of by far too. Like a distant maybe second mm-hmm. is like a Butterfinger scenario or like- I'll a, have to look into it. Yeah, it's I'll called Reese's Sticks. It. Reese's Sticks. I'm tr- I know I've bought some impulsive things before and just been like, dude, I'm not smart. I can't think of any though. Yeah. I'm gonna have to think about this one. Actually, I did have an impulse buy, but it was it turned out. What good. was it? A red cam, the red V Raptor. The that first I have. one. No, the new one. Yeah, the the white one that have the V Raptor. Oh yeah. Is right when it came. So when you buy a red camera, they're they're good cameras, obviously. So they're expensive. <clears throat> they're expensive. Yes, they're, they're they're way more expensive. If you don't know anything about this, if you told them how much it costs, people would be like, "What in God's name are you talking about?" Yeah. This isn't like oh, like seventeen hundred bucks. No. This is a totally different scenario. Yeah, they, yeah. So, yeah, they, are, they cost more than a, your average car. How much sure. is it? I mean, just to save people having to Google and look this up, how much yeah. is a red camera Raptor, whatever you're the talking Raptor, about? Raptor, just for the body, which it's 20, 29 or 24 dollars $24,999. $24,999. So $25,000. For just the body, mm-hmm. though. No batteries. No batteries. No, no lens, lens. No viewfinder. No monitor. Nothing. Just the body. So you can't even use it. Yeah. You got to buy lenses, and it only fits cinema lenses with a full frame. Like mm. it's a whole thing, and those tend to be a lot so more expensive. Is a, as well. This is a hundred grand scenario for, for the kit. No, for the V Raptor, and they're way less expensive than they were at the camera before that. But it now they're they're cheaper because they push mm. them out. I think more efficiently or whatever, but all in it was like probably for that kit that I have to, that particular one mm-hmm. is probably like 40, okay. almost 40, like 36, 38. And that was an impulse buy. That was an impulse buy. And <laughs> this is why I know. So no, I won't go too deep into it, but when you buy red cameras, you're part of like a club. Yeah. For lack of a better term. So um, when I got the first one way back in the day, the mm-hmm. red one for people who know cameras are going to remember the red one. It's literally, it weighs like 20 pounds. It's like a cast iron trick. Was thing. that, was that with the podcast? I did the good video. Remember good. Yeah. That was like episode like five. I did that with the red one. That, that, so that was the first one you bought. First one I bought. Damn, the only bro. reason I, and that was 25 grand for the body too. Oh. This was back in the day. Here's the thing. I didn't get it for 25 grand. The reason I got it, they were getting rid of them. They're discontinuing it. Uh. This is the least practical camera probably I've ever even touched with my bare hands. So it's <laughs> cast iron, like suit, like there's no, it's it's really hard to use, but it's a red, you know? <laughs> and they're, they're getting rid of them and they're offering um, certain people on their list or whatever list I was on um, the opportunity to buy them. Um, no, I was part of like some forum. Mm-hmm. And so you could buy it for four grand because they're getting rid of them. Dang. Yeah. So I like, I didn't know how to use it, never used it before. I was just like, I know it's a deal. So I got it. And I just freaking spent the next like three months saving up money to get the accessories to be able to use it. Finally be able to use it for however many years. And then they offered to trade it for the new like Helium 8K. You know, you heard of 4K, this is like 8K, whatever. Trade it in, you can get a big discount on this thing. I was like, frick, but it's only to a certain amount of people. 
So that technically was an impulse buy too. So anyway, this is how Red does it. They know in how a, to capitalize in on a your nutshell, impulse. Yes, exactly right. In a nutshell, if you're a Red owner. And your emotions too, because they're like, hey, this is only going to be an offer right now. Yeah. They capitalize on we this We don't stuff. have that many. That's the thing. Uh, it's new. We don't have that many. So they contact. Once you're in the Red ecosystem, as far as you own ego working. Yep. They get your emotions working. Yep. They get your animalistic competitiveness working. Yep. Competitiveness is a, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Like you'll do some dumb shit just from being competitive. Yep. Oh yeah. And that's kind of, that was exactly right. Where I had the red helium and they were like, Hey, you're on our list. You know, we're coming out with this thing called the V Raptor. And I heard about it already. And all these, like all this tech, it was like, man, that was, if you have that one, that's it. It's no one else has it. Only the people on it. So it was like me. There were, I don't know how many people were on the list, but like Jason, you know, Jason Momoa, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was on the list. Like, so I felt like, damn, dude. <laughs> bro, it was, if you got the white one, you were one of, you're one of the first people to how get it. How many do you think they made? I don't know. Do they have a serial number on it? Do yeah. they number them? Yeah. I have a serial. Well, you know, when you insure it, you have the mm. serial number or whatever. But when you know that going in, they're like, hey, you don't have to buy it. You can, if we, if we choose to continue making these, you can, you can wait till then. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude, you got played. <laughs> oh yeah, Victor. But here, thankfully, you know, like when I got it, it was all that, you know, everyone was expecting it to be. And, you know, we, we put it together and it was, it's legit. It's worth it. The reason that I shouldn't have done it though, is because I bought the, what's called the Monstro. That's the, that's the really expensive one at the time. I bought that like literally two months before. <laughs> <laughs> so I got three red cameras, like literally right now. I have three. I have that original Helium AK, got the Monstro, and then the V Raptor. <laughs> hey, full fledged production over here. Not bad to record a podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. very unrealistic. No, I know. They're freaking crazy. Yeah, but that was impossible. Yeah, if you're wondering, we actually, this is not recorded on the red camera because it would be just like crazy amount of data. Well, yeah, you'd have over a terabyte of stuff just for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's Check. bad. All right, so watch your impulsiveness. It'll make you do dumb things. Uh, we do the dumb things. Just some technical ones here. Time pressure. There's, there's another thing they threw in the mix on you. Yeah. Like, like, hey, oh, there's only a certain amount of time. Yeah. So we do dumb things because we don't have the time. So you have to pay attention to that. You have to stay ahead of the power curve. You have to not put yourself in the situations where you're gonna do dumb shit because you didn't have time to do it the right way. Uh, there's a couple here that are, are sort of, well, I guess these two kind of connect as I was thinking through them. People do dumb shit because they lack experience or they lack information. Th these are both a little bit harder to, to control yourself because it, it's the classic you don't know what you don't know yeah, yeah. it's a it's so you actually really truly don't know the old the best you can do to 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 cover the bases and mitigate these is to know that you don't know mm. to know that there's things that you don't know to not be like oh i got this oh you know well i, I can figure this out you know mm. to, to to put yourself in that situation you should be more humble i think humility is what helps you with these two you know, when you don't have the experience, it's it's like the f the person that shows up for the jujitsu that like is a street fighter, yeah. And they're like, bro, I can I th like they look at some skinny freaking hundred and fifty pound dude, and they're like, bro, I'm gonna beat this guy's ass. Yeah. And they just literally don't have the experience, yeah. if they, and they don't have the information. So, you this the, the the solution for that to me is humility. It's actually saying, hey. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure about this. You should never look at anything and think, yeah, it looks pretty easy. Yeah. And now you should think like, well, there's some, there's some things I don't see there. Mm-hmm. There's, some unf- there's some information that I don't have. Yeah. That's what, that should be your go-to default mode yeah. is well, I'm not 100% sure and I'm going to keep my eyes open as I try and figure this out. Yeah. Otherwise, you might do some dumb shit. You know about plumbing. Yes, yeah, I do. So I was talking to Keenan about this very thing mm-hmm. today. So I don't know anything. Why about the hell plumbing. were you talking about freaking plumbing with Keenan? Yeah, it's a thing. Why don't you talk about jujitsu? <laughs> I would do talk about jujitsu okay. from time to plumbing, time. Plumbing, go. So I had an issue with uh, a toilet mm-hmm. in my household. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, it was like a thing where something had worn out or whatever. And so I'm like, a flapper valve. Something. It was mm-hmm. like the little the thing that connected the the. I want to say the flush valve. Okay. You see, I know all these terms now because yeah, yeah, I looked into you. it. But this is a classic case of me not knowing what I don't know. So I go in. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna look it up on YouTube. Like I solve many of my problems in my life, and you know, figure it out. So I look it up on YouTube, and it's like, boom! They just you got the diagram. You got a guy do this or whatever. And I'm like, cool. Um, I even looked it up just on a on the internet like a diagram. So I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. I understand how this whole thing works now, right? So I go in, and of course, it doesn't like work out the things just as broken as it ever was i don't know what material so i'm like all right let me just study this whole thing so i go back to youtube keep watching it so i found this channel i wish i could tell you which one what which one it was but it was one of these like kind of bigger channels Mm -hmm. like a it could have been like a home depot channel or something i don't know if it was or not i forget but so the guy goes into it and it's this long ass video and i'm about to skip it because i need to solve it right now see what i'm saying but i'm like no let me just commit some time so i commit the time and he starts talking about all these issues that can arise when you're just trying to fix this one issue so he talks about like his experience with certain times where he had to fix this issue so this one time i was still having this problem so i had to go back over here because sometimes these are made like this and he's doing all this he's basically giving me like his personal experience on this thing and for every additional thing that he would say he demonstrated Mm -hmm. to me how much i don't know Mm -hmm. and how much it's not just like hey you're gonna go in and he's gonna tell me how to do it so what was the outcome i ended up fixing it it's a longer story and it doesn't matter but that was me not knowing what I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't about to take apart my whole toilet because that was one yeah. of the, the. Luckily, you were humble enough to recognize that there could be some shit going sideways. Yeah. Literally. Before I made any, exactly right. Like it, before I made like a big commitment mm. to you know because one of the options that I came across in my haste was take out the whole toilet. And just replace the whole toilet. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I didn't have to do that. But we're not looking to do that. Yeah, not knowing what you don't know can cause you to do that kind of dumb stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, that, oh, that's the option? Because that's the first advice I got or whatever. Because in my mind, that's the only advice that I've ever heard. Yeah. So I do it. Yep. The humility will help you with your lack of experience and your lack of information in life. And it's just really good to remember because you don't know what you don't know. And so you think you know, and you don't. Mm. Uh, and right in there, too, is another one similar is lack of self-awareness. Right, you, you're just not self-aware. So you're doing dumb shit because you're, cause you're not self-aware. You think people can't see the dumb things that you're doing. You think you're outmaneuvering people. All, all those things stem from the fact that you just, you're not self-aware. So how do we get gain self-awareness? Number one, if you think you're super self-aware, you're probably not. <laughs> you're probably not. So take a step back, detach, that's what we have to do there. Uh, I had to throw this one in there, because it does happen. Uh, physical and mental fatigue, right? Sleep deprivation, like all those, when you get tired, you can do some dumb shit. 
that that's what can happen and people make bad decisions when they're physically tired people make bad decisions when they're mentally tired and they just break down you know, have you ever watched true detective yes but not very much okay uh, there's this part in True Detective. It's really good. The first, I didn't. I, the, the, the second one got a bunch of bad reviews, so I didn't watch it. But the first one's freaking great. Uh, who? Woody? Yeah, no. McConaughey. Yes, Matthew yeah. McConaughey plays this uh, badass character, and he's talking about he's looking. He's a he's a detective. He's talking to talking to some other detectives that are investigating him, and he's talking about how he's looking at dead bodies, like photographs of dead bodies, over and over and over again. He's seen all these dead bodies over his time in the in the police force, and he says he's it's it's great. You got to watch it. But he's talking about how when you look at these pictures, these dead people, you can see that just before they died. They saw for a moment how easy it would be if they just let it go. Like at that moment of death, they go, you know what? It's over. And, and he goes on this big thing about they realize that all the love and all the hate and all the things were a dream that you had inside a lockbox, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He goes through this thing. Mm-hmm. But that's an extreme example of what happens when people just break. They just break from fatigue, mm-hmm. right? They just mm-hmm. break. They just can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they just go, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. That's one thing. That's that's like the ultimate bad decision that you make is like, oh, I just give up. But mm-hmm. there's all kinds of bad decisions that you can make based on the fact that you're tired. Yeah. But sometimes it's not mentally breaking. Sometimes you're just not thinking straight. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been around people that are, they're legitimately, they're so tired, they're not thinking straight. Mm-hmm. You know, you get people that have been seriously sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. They might be They might be doing some dumb shit Mm -hmm. so I had to throw that one in there physically and mental physical and mental fatigue can definitely make people make bad decisions and now we're gonna open up a big can something you and I have talked about on the underground podcast quite a bit which is cognitive biases and people have a bunch of different cognitive biases and they will make you do dumb shit so confirmation bias you know when you when you when you have a belief, you're looking to confirm that belief, and you will you will absorb the information that's going to support your decision. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do some dumb shit because you just are listening to the people that are telling you that it's smart. Mm-hmm. You you know you can find oh for instance like let's say you like let's say you don't like to run. Mm-hmm. You can go find a bunch of articles right now. That'll be like, oh, you can get, you can actually find running is bad for you. Yeah. You can find enough articles that'll confirm that you're right, running is bad for you. Yeah. Uh, lifting heavy. Yeah. You don't really like to lift heavy? Cool. You can go find a bunch of articles that's injury prone and blah, 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 blah stiffness and blah, blah, blah. You can oh. find it. So you will make bad decisions based on the fact that you are, you have confirmation bias. Availability bias, a similar one. This is like you act based on the most recent information or the most available information. This is why, you know, when you Google something, you're like, oh, what's the best knife to buy? There's people that are paying to make the most available click <laughs> the one that comes up first. They've, somebody paid for that. And so therefore, oh, it looks like this is the best knife. Came up, there it is, boom. Um, anchoring bias, this is when you 
when you get addicted or you rely on the first piece of information that you have. That's why first impressions are so important. First impressions, very important. This is so, this is something I used to see in the SEAL teams, which was whatever the first way someone learned to do something yeah. is the way they thought was correct. Yeah. And it was really hard to change people's minds around a new procedure if they had learned in their first platoon, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you, you've got to be careful that that piece of information that you got first, and the same thing, this is like, I think we talked about this when we talked about negotiation, right? Um, the, you can use anchoring to offset somebody. Yeah. You know, I can use it to mess you up. Yeah. I can give you a low ball offer that you're now anchored to, and you're like, geez, Jocko offered me $7 for this knife. I thought it was a little worth 700 yeah. And I'm like, I'll give you 7 bucks for it. And all of a sudden, when I offer you 50 you're like, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful that hindsight bias, the tendency to believe that an event was more predictable or obvious than it actually was after it occurred. I knew he was gonna win that fight, right? Yeah. I knew he was gonna win that fight. I'll tell you what, I, I think I'm pretty good at, when it comes to MMA, bro, I, I, it's almost like all bets are off. Mm. Like, I, it's almost like I just look at it like, I just don't think I can predict what's gonna happen. There's, and this is for a reason. Mm. There's been fights that have happened where I was like, this is 100%, this is a done deal. Yeah. Although I did it the other night. Did you watch the fights the other night? Yes. Yeah, um, watching Valentina get beat. Mm. Like I, the announcer, John Anik, said like as, what was the other girl's name? I don't know. Yeah, like she came out of nowhere. Props to her. She's a badass. The John Anik says, oh, and she's got much improved jujitsu. And I'm like, bro, that's what you're bragging about? That she has, and she ends up with a rear naked choke victory over mm. Bullet Valentina. Amazing. I don't fall into this trap though. But I did that <laughs> night. I did. I was like, dude, this is good luck against you. Got improving jujitsu, and that's your. And then well, she got a rear naked choke. But I immediately was like, dude, I'm an idiot. I'm not mm. saying anything else. Yeah. I've, I've, if I would have bet, and there's been a couple times in my life where I did bet actual money mm. on fights, and I was wrong. And things that I was like, this is a done deal. Yeah. This is a done deal. And just been wrong. But I'm certainly not a person that gets done and says, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful of that hindsight bias, framing bias. This is the way information is presented or framed. So if someone, like if a doctor says, this has a 90% success rate, that sounds better to them than saying, hey, if I do surgery on your arm, it's 90% gonna heal. You'd be like, oh, okay, cool. If I say, hey, if I do surgery on your arm, 10% chance it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, what are you talking about? Yeah. I should just stay, tell you 90%. <clears throat> That's the way it's framed to you. Yep. That can mess up our, that makes you do dumb shit. Oh yeah, so you ever watched Teen Wolf? Remember back in the day, Teen Wolf? I never got into that. Was that a TV show or was it a movie? Movie, okay. then they did a TV show later, but I'm talking about the, the movie, the, mm-hmm. the original. This Mike, is Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Yeah. Hell yeah. So we had a basketball coach named Bobby Finstock. Mm-hmm. One, of your, one of the best characters ever created, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. super like, just checked out coach, just so used to his tradition of losing. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know. Anyway, he had a famous like, pregame speech. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, coach, you got any inspiring words or whatever he said? 
He's like, uh, yeah, um, hey, you guys have nothing to be ashamed of. Go out there and do your best. That's what he said. <laughs> so it's like, of course, you know, like the facts are nothing to be ashamed of. Do your best. Like that's all factually true. But what he, how he framed it was like, you guys already, or we all have like things on our mind that we're ashamed of, you know, about this team, which, you know, they were a losing team. So whatever. But how he framed it was like, you guys already lost, mm-hmm. you know, you don't be, you got nothing to be ashamed of kind of a thing. That's that framing. Bias. Does in teen wolf, <laughs> does the guy turn into a wolf on the basketball court? Yeah. Yeah. And they like let him play. <laughs> yeah. And he's all good at it. Yeah. He mutates or whatever. Yeah. 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 And then he's all good. He can, he can dunk, dunk and stuff. Yeah. And then he turns super popular in school. Mm-hmm. Girls are attracted to him for some Even reason. He's literally got, he's like hairy. Yeah. He's half wolf, werewolf, whatever. Check. Um, it's a fun movie, though. Some things that'll make you do dumb shit bias-wise, overconfidence bias, c- clear what that is. And there's also underconfidence bias, right? Like, you don't think you can do it. Well, you're probably not gonna make a good decision. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got an opportunity to do something, you're like, I could never do that. Cool, then you don't do it, and now mm-hmm. you don't get the win. Or overconfidence, oh, I could do this, no problem. Make your decision, and you end up looking like a jackass. Yeah. So be careful that sunk cost fallacy. These are all kind of ones that we know about. Um, gambler's fallacy, the event, the the belief that past events influence the likelihood of future events, even when the two events are unrelated. For example, believing that a coin toss is more likely to land on heads if it has landed on tails several times in a row. That'll get you. It's still a 50-50 chance, man. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's still just a 50-50 chance. Yeah, that's a weird. It that, doesn't seem like it is, but it is. That's one of those, I mean, most cognitive biases fall into this, but you kind of got to train yourself in a way. And like, you have to be super aware because that one in particular, just like how you mentioned, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it. And that one's really hard to like believe <laughs> at first, especially when you're like, because there's ways to look at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, so if you're like, if you're like, hey, I have this coin and I'm going to flip it 10 times in a row, it's going to land on heads. That's a different set of odds right there than you actually flipping it and then it happens to go on heads nine times in a row. And then the likelihood of it landing on heads again is, is still 50-50. Mm-hmm. But before you flip any of the coins ever and you say, I'm going to flip it 10 times in a row, then you got a different set of odds and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So some people, and I'm one of these people because I thought I had roulette figured oh, out. I was, like, I was about to bring up roulette. <laughs> like many people. Where I thought that I was like, because I was thinking of it like before any rolls have done. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, if I get, you know, if I I'm gonna bet on red or black or whatever, and I'm gonna just keep betting on that red because the the, I, the the chances of it landing on red like however many times in a row becomes smaller and smaller and smaller exponentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm guaranteed to win at least my money back. So it's like a, a foolproof system. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? You figured it out. Yeah, that's what I figured. And um, that's when it hits green. You're like, oh. well, after every roll, the odds go back to what they were in yeah. the beginning. So technically, it doesn't. Technically, yes, that's true. But as you start rolling, it's it's different. It's, Did you do the thing where you like double your money that you're betting, and you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I never did it. Yeah, I never played. I mean, I. Yeah, I never did my system. I like, just thought I so had So basically, you can do like, oh, I bet a dollar on black. Right. Right. If I lose, I put two dollars on down, black. Yeah. If I lose again, I put four dollars on black. Right. If I lose again, I'll put eight dollars on. Yeah, black. that was the system. Yeah. Essentially, it's not. Gonna I never work tried out. it out. I never what, tried and it. what's weird, what makes it not work out, is not only that 
it resets, but there's also that the two aughts, the two greens on there. Oh, it yes. ain't 50 50, bro. 50/50. It's not. Yeah. It'll catch you. Um, let's see. Halo effect. This is like when you judge people's overall characteristics based on one characteristic. Like that'll make you make bad decisions. Oh, yeah. Um, illusion of control. This is our, we, we think we have more ability to control things than we actually do. That's gonna make you do some dumb shit. <laughs> uh, negativity bias and optimism bias, these two are you know, just what they sound, right? If you have a negative attitude, well, if you, you, you will lean in that direction. You might make bad decisions because of it. Um, so there you go. There's a bunch of biases, cognitive biases that you can, that, that pay into us making bad decisions. And look, there's a bunch of these. The last one I will say to cover today, and this is one that I think, uh, Echo Charles, this has had the biggest impact on your life since you and I started hanging out and discussing all these topics, and that is short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. Strategic thinking versus tactical thinking. Anytime you consider what the long-term outcome is going to be, you will make a smarter decision than if you just focus on what I'm going to feel like or how I'm going to be gratified in the next seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. That will lead you to doing dumb shit. So think strategic. Think about the long term with all decisions that you make, and you will do a better job making better decisions. So there you go. These are, this is my list, uh, some examples of some of the many, many things that there are that drive us to make bad decisions, that drive us to do dumb shit. And I also think you need to think about this. What kind of person are you? You have to know what kind of person you are. You have to know what kind of person you are. You have to know what tendencies you have because you have tendencies. I have tendencies. And if you start applying these various subjects, these various examples, these various factors that can make you make bad decisions, you're gonna know that there's some of these things you're more susceptible to. Mm. You're, maybe you're more susceptible to your animalistic behavior. Maybe you're more susceptible to your ego getting out of control. Maybe you're more susceptible to some of these cognitive biases that we're talking about. But knowing who you are so that you can watch out and you can lean in the other direction to make sure you make better decision is also an important part of making good decisions. So know what kind of person you are and don't let don't let your tendencies get the best of you. So the way that you can kind of make that happen is by detaching. And one of the easiest ways to detach is to take a step back and write things down. I'm just saying, when you write things down, you are detached from them. You can see other perspectives. Ask yourself, what would, if I was, if I was someone else right now and I was looking at me and I was about to do this thing, what would I tell myself? Mm-hmm. No, I can afford this vehicle. It's a car I've always wanted. It's my dream car. Well, your payments are going to be 1700 bucks a month. Well, I know, but this is going to be, it's going to make me really feel good about myself. And also clients are going to see me in this car and they'll know that I'm a player. Like, yeah, but you only make four grand a month. I know, but I'm, that's going to grow. It's like, what would you be telling yourself mm-hmm. if you were talking to you? You'd probably be saying, hey man, let's go 
Let's go look at the Chevys. <laughs> and write down also, write down what the long-term outcome is gonna be versus what the short-term gratification you're gonna get. And that will help you to do the right things and to make good decisions. Very powerful. Yep. Seems small. Yeah, it seems almost too simple, right? <laughs> oh, that's the solution to improve my life. Probably like 75 to 85%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a big number. In any given, big percentage. Yeah. Any, any given endeavor. Yeah. But most of all, in the big game, yeah. in the big game, in the life game, yeah. If you cannot do dumb shit, you'd be way better off. Yeah. Seems so easy. How about this? I would even say this. This is how powerful every one of these is. If you just took, I don't know, let's say the, fr- the first one and the last one, we'll say. Mm-hmm. First one, alcohol. Mm-hmm. So Carrie, Carrie, K-Dog, you know, we all know him, love him. Mm-hmm. He, the way he, because he doesn't drink, he quit drinking. Mm-hmm. So he, he put it in a way where I was like, hmm, that's a really impactful way to put it. Even though it's, we knew the idea, but he put it, this is what he said. He said, well, you know, after a while, like, you know, you, you get in trouble when he's talking about himself. It's like you get I get in trouble when I drink and I get myself in trouble when I drink versus, oh, I don't drink. And every single aspect of my life just gets better and better and better <laughs> and doesn't stop. Yeah, It's it's a more logical decision not to drink because I think I was asking him, I was like, that's cool. You don't drink. So I was like, what? You don't drink at all at all. I was like, why are you like you think you'll just relapse and go make cause trouble he was like no it was, it's not necessarily that and then he said that's what he mm-hmm. said where it's like my life gets better um b- keeps getting better and better and better and better and does not stop that's what he said <sighs> little decisions and it's true stack and them up so you stack that on to what the last one was um the short long game term. versus yeah. long game like think about that where it's like that's on your radar with every kind of move you're making it throughout <laughs> your day oh man no drinking clear oh man You'd be doing some good stuff. No drinking, thinking long term. Yep. It's going to move you in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, hopefully this helps people out. And uh, with that, let's we we got to make a decision on what we're uh, putting in our bodies, right? Oh, yeah. Fuel wise. Fuel wise. I had a milk right when we got done training today. Yes, sir. Me too. So good. Very nice. It was bro, earned, bro. I'm telling you, that he had earned. Did milk. you did you do all rounds today? Did you take any breathers? No, I took, I took one round off, and then towards the end, mm-hmm. you know, when everyone was kind of done, mm-hmm. th- there was today there was no really like, hey, we're all done. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, I felt. Yeah, it kind of faded. So I took one round on off, aside from you know. Sloan and them, I think, mm. kept going a couple times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and I took one, I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good time. I felt that I earned my milk. The, the, the idea of no easy rounds, yeah. you think like, oh, yeah, sure, we're there, did you get to you at rest between rounds or whatever? Mm. So it's like, to say it doesn't sound as impactful as it actually feels. Because when you have like, let's face it, you're rolling in the mixed class or whatever, and this yeah. is not good, bad, this yeah. is the nature of rolling yeah. jiu-jitsu And it's actually good what you're about to say. Yeah. Like that's a good type of training. Yeah. In the, in the class, you roll, you beat this guy up, you get a little bit swept, you got someone that's even, yep. you're getting a bunch of different looks. Yep, bunch of different looks and varying levels of output. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you even wanna do jiu-jitsu in the environment like this where everybody's black belt and, and kind of better black belts, your output has to be kind of at the top the whole time. Yeah. Otherwise, you're kind of not even doing jujitsu. You're just being a dummy, yeah. like a, um, a, <laughs> jiu-jitsu a jiu-jitsu dummy, dummy. for yeah, the guy. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's so good. So you go through however many. How many uh, you usually do like ten rounds, yeah, I right? Did ten rounds. Usually, yeah. So let's say you do even you do the eight or nine rounds of that. 
bro. It's like it's way different yeah. than doing ten rounds in the mixed class. You need fuel. You need that fuel, bro. You're gonna. Did earn you have your a go? Did you have a go on your way there? I had a go on the way there. I'll tell you what. I was. I didn't want to train. Yeah. Like, I, like if it wasn't for the commitment. Yeah. Because I'm not. You know, obviously, I'm. I'm showing up. Yeah. Plus, but plus, you kind of pressured me into it. Yeah. So plus, I pressured you, you not into to go. But uh, I man, I had that had that go on the way. You know, just walked out of my house, grabbed a go, drank it on the way down here, finished it in the locker room. And by the time like I got out on the mat, I was warm. I was like, "Yep, I can feel it. Yeah, I'm ready to go." What attitude change? Yeah, my attitude changed. Last time when I came and trained with you guys in this um, sesh, I didn't really feel like training, mm. but this time I did. I yeah. did feel like training because, like I said, I got reminded of it. It was on the radar. Mm. I had I wasn't rushing doing yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Bro, I'm completely you need, ready." You need you need time like mentally to prepare. Yeah, and I feel like. You know, actually, no. Here's when I need mental time to prepare when it's just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true, man. But like this kind, it, I don't, you know, because like you, I always feel like I have like something to prove because like <laughs> if you like really beat me up, I don't feel good. Like I feel like, oh, you're just going to like hold it over me. Yeah. And then if I do good, I'm kind of like, I don't have to say nothing, but I can be like, yeah, what up or whatever kind of a thing. I feel like there's a little bit more pl- mm-hmm. at, at stake or writing, we'll say. But this kind, I don't feel that for whatever reason. I feel like it's like everyone's so cool too. So my mind was kind of, put it this way, I went, my thoughts and my, what I was doing throughout the day weren't, they weren't interrupted by, okay, now I got to go train, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, frick, I was just thinking, I'm still thinking about this a little bit. Now I got to go train or whatever with these hard guys. I'm like, frick, my mind wasn't (laughs) even there. But today, today I had time. Today my mind was there. Nonetheless, a lot of output. Mm -hmm. And yes, I had the go on the way down. All good. It's a go. Do it, then milk. Then milk right That's after. That's a good procedure for life. You gotta find, you gotta try the super cold milk, bro. I'm telling you. Okay, you'd be happy. Well, my wife makes this banana milk in the morning with the banana milk. Yeah. Uh, the powder. Mm. Man, she does a good job with that. Now she makes me like a little extra, a little hitter. Because normally I don't, I don't like to eat that much in the morning. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking this is after. I'm, I'm talking this is like nine o'clock. You know. Oh, after the workout. After the workout, yeah. you know, kind of. She'll kind of like bring a little milk to me, and a little, she's got hers in like a shaker. Yeah, but they're just bringing me a little glass. Oh yeah, just, yeah. you're sophisticated. So good, yeah. bro. Yeah. It tastes so good. Uh, so yeah, get yourself some go. Get yourself some milk, and you can get this stuff at jockofuel.com. That's uh, where it's at, man. Jockofuel.com. You can also get it at Vitamin Shop. You can get it at the military commissaries. I got a bunch of my friends hit me up from the military commissary. They sent me pictures. Which yeah, is like, yeah. like, yo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hannaford, Dash Stores, H-E-B, Meyer, Wakefern, ShopRite. Wawa, we're still in Wawa. Go grab some in Wawa. There's, there's hostilities, man. In these convenience stores, there's hostilities, FYI. Mm-hmm. There's big companies, and I mean the biggest of companies, the biggest of beverage companies. They go in to these convenience stores and they buy those slots. Mm-hmm. They buy the shelf space. You know why they do that? Because they're threatened. It's a threat. We are a threat. And we are like, we are like the rebels in the Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. The the empires are, look, the empires, if you're flying around, they don't really care. Once you threaten them, they gotta come, they gotta fight. And that's what they're doing. So go into these convenience stores, clear the shelves, let them know what's up. It's us against the empires. The empires, by the way, are trying to poison you. We all know this. Yeah. They're doing evil things. That's the crazy part about it. And you mentioned this on some, I don't know, one of your Instagram things Mm -hmm. where 
you know, they'll call, you can call it like these industry standard, like kind of, you know, oh yeah, it's just general advertisement or whatever. And you called it brainwashing. And I'm like, oh, do I call being dramatic? But then I thought, I was like, wait a second, that's exactly what it 100%. is. And you know, they use all, actually some of this stuff where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, framing bias, like mm-hmm. all this, where, yeah, they'll just, they'll say the good like parts of it. There can be like three good parts of something short term, by the way. <laughs> Three, and then there's like 12 bad parts of it, short and long term. 12. They won't say any of the 12. And they'll do it. And then they're, they're like, here you go. Here's your little product. Drink as much of it as you want. Yep. In fact, let me put something in there to make you want to drink as much of it as we want you to, right? Knowing it's bad for you. Knowing if you drink the more and more and more of this stuff you drink, the worse and worse and worse health you will have. Literally. not. That's not a Dude, metaphor. Just, that's like literally the, the deal. So... Also, I learned this thing, and I don't, I, I don't want to speak too much into it, but I heard this thing. It's a girl on a podcast, and she was like, America has, so here, bear with me. This is just what I heard. America has this thing called single-dose toxicity or something like this, mm-hmm. where, and look into this, so, but keep this in your, on your mind, where America has a thing, as far as regulations go, single-dose toxicity, meaning like if it's harmless in one dose, it's fine. It's admissible to be in your product. But you take 10 doses, the toxicity goes 10 times. It's mm-hmm. no longer single dose technically, but that's not the rule. The rule mm-hmm. isn't 10 doses. The rule is single dose toxicity. Yeah. So you get a energy drink, single yeah. dose toxicity. You get a, you know, maybe you have some chips or maybe you drink a soda for your, for your thing. Or maybe you're, you're eating something that's not like all natural, whatever, which let's face it, you know, it's, it's hard to navigate that sometimes. Now you got your toxicity up five times, mm-hmm. 10 times. And these guys are just pushing it on you. Mm-hmm. The more, the better. And then, to the point, they're saying, oh, this, Jocko, go, all natural, no toxicity, all this <laughs> stuff. Oh, my God, of course they're going to buy that. Let's, let's, let's fight yeah. against that. That's Literally the, the bad guy. You know? The rebel's doing the good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so there you go. Go get some. Go get some Jocko fuel. Go get some originusa.com. Speaking of jujitsu, you should be training jujitsu. If you're not training jujitsu, you're just missing out. You're, miss, you're missing out. I've had... Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people say, I wish I would have started earlier. So go train jujitsu. You're going to train jujitsu? OriginUSA.com, get a gi, get a rash guard. All American made, by the way. It's all 100% American made. We got jeans. You could do jujitsu in the jeans, by the way, if you wanted to. (laughs) Because you can squat in the jeans. Like This is just the facts. So we make everything in America. We got the hunt line. The hunt line's out. I was, I was up in Montana. People were asking me about the hunt line. Yep, the hunt line's live, man. You can order your hunt gear. So go check that out. That's what we got going on at originusa.com. Also, representing on this path, Jocko Store. Mm-hmm. Go to jockostore.com. That's where you can get your uh, good good shirts. Mm-hmm. Shirts is good. I think I'm going to make a few more other variations of that one. Okay. That one has legs. That one's a good one to represent. People I'll tell you. Fired a guy. I was, at the, I was at the Expo West, which is the natural foods yep. event. And I went up there. We were showing people Jocko Fields. First of all, it's, it's crazy how many people know me. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't know you had supplements. I didn't know you had a drink. Yeah. I didn't know you had ready-to-drink protein. Mm-hmm. Like, people didn't know that. I mean, a lot of them did, but a lot of them didn't. Yep. A pretty big number, but a dude came up and just started saying the good video like yep. word for word. And I was like, Jack, there you go. in the game. Oh, yeah. But what's crazy is he didn't know. He had, he said the whole video like memorized. We were laughing. And he's like, well, I didn't know you had supplements. I'm like, yeah, yeah we, we got him, man. I'm sorry, I'm doing a bad job putting out the word. 
Yeah. But there you go. All good. This path, all kinds of good stuff on yeah. here. Also, discipline equals freedom, too. You want to represent that? Yeah. Represent our girl. We also have the shirt locker, so don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. If you're not mm-hmm. on it, it's okay. It's cool. Just check it check it out as, as much as you want. I got a little, um, what do you call it? Like a, we'll call it a sneak peek. Yeah. Kind of see what you're dealing with For in a general coming? way. For forthcoming, uh, for or is the it a current, surprise? current, okay, month. current, current, yeah, check. yeah. So it's like a, it's not a surprise, but it's not a full reveal. But anyway, subscription okay. scenario, get a new shirt every month. It's a cool one. You're still representing on the path, just in a more, little bit more creative, more in the game kind of way. <laughs> Do you like it? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, JockoStore.com. Yeah, subscribe yeah. to the podcast. Subscribe to the the Jocko Underground. Go to JockoUnderground.com. That's our that's our own platform that we can't get kicked off of because we own it. So they can't kick us off. JockoUnderground.com. Check out our YouTube page. Check out Origin USA YouTube page. Check out the Jocko Field YouTube page. We got people putting out content, info for you on those psychological warfare. Check out FlipSideCanvas.com. Obviously, I've written a bunch of books. Final Spin, Leadership Strategy and Tactics Field Manual, The Code, the Evaluation, the Program. A bunch of books. Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. The Way of the Warrior Kid series, by the way. The best kids' books ever written. Yeah, did I say that? Yes, I did. I've never read a kids' book that was better than the Way of the Warrior Kid book series. Have you, Echo? Uh, no. And far, if no. anyone has a book that's better than the Way of the Warrior Kid series, please let me know, and I will talk about it on here. I'll, I'll cover it on the podcast. If not, then get these books for every kid that you know and help them have a better life. Mikey and the Dragons, About Face by Hackworth, Extreme Ownership, Dichotomy Leadership, Echelon Front, we have a leadership consultancy. Go to echelonfront.com if you wanna help with your leadership inside your organization. We have a bunch of live events that we do as well. Don't forget we have the online training academy for how to lead yourself in life. Extremeownership.com, I'm on there answering questions. We have a bunch of content that you can go through, a bunch of courses you can take. You can learn how to deal with problems with leadership. You can learn how to live better. ExtremeOwnership.com, go check that out. And also if you wanna help service members active and retired, you wanna help their families, you wanna help Gold Star families, check out Mark Lee's mom, Mama Lee. She's got a charity organization, and if you wanna donate or you wanna get involved, go to americasmightywarriors.org. And don't forget about Micah Fink and what he's got going on with heroesandhorses.org, current report from the field. Micah Fink has just sawed down a bunch of trees. He's built a raft and he is forging a river with a horse at this time, chasing a bear with <laughs> a spear. Crazy. So Crazy. give it up for Micah Fink and what he's doing to help help out our, our veterans. If you wanna connect with us, uh, Echoes Attica Charles, I'm at Jocko Willink. Watch out for the algorithm, it's, it's strong, it's there. It's a beast, it's got claws, it's got teeth. It'll put its teeth around your neck and kill you, the algorithm, so watch out. Thanks to all of our military personnel around the world who are out there making the best decisions for us to protect us and protect our way of life here. And also thanks to police, law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, dispatchers, correctional officers, Border Patrol, Secret Service, and all first responders. Thank you, you all, for making the right decisions to keep us safe here at home. And to everyone else out there, life is a series of decisions every day. Little decisions, big decisions, decision after decision, but all those decisions have consequences. They can have good consequences, they can have bad 
consequences, but they have consequences. They put you on the path in life. So make good decisions and don't do dumb shit. And until next time, the Zecco and Jocko out.